Welcome into the official. We've got a great show for you this week as usual. Um, and we're going to take you all the way down to the bottom of recruiting lists. And while last week we updated your top tens for each position, this week we are going to talk about, we're considering them unranked. So guys who are three stars or below in some cases, uh, but really had to be at least out of the top 50 in their position. Uh, and for some of the wide receivers, we're talking beyond ranked 100th at their position. So kind of three stars and below emphasizing low three stars and in some cases completely unranked. Um, and hopefully for the most part, guys, we haven't really talked about before, but have surfaced recently as interesting prospects. So without further ado, this is the official. Good to see you guys. And we've got a lot of names to go through and a lot of video clips. So I'm going to make this quick. Go check out homefieldapparel.com. This is a great place to get anything from St. Peter's Colorado School of Mind merchandise all the way up to Georgia and Alabama. They've got unique vintage. Uh, <clears throat> I'm struggling. New, unique vintage logos and uh, you know, schemes that they put on the shirts and, and pants and hoodies and hats uh, that is unique and very interesting for you. So if you've never been before, Campus2Canton is your promo code to get 15% off your first purchase. And then we also have to tell you about Campus2Canton.com, the website that runs this whole program. And you can join there for a little as little as $2.99 per month with tools and everything to make you better at college fantasy football. But also if you're into dynasty, if you want to know who is in college now, it's going to help you in your Debbie and dynasty leagues. We've got all sorts of tools and data to help you make those decisions as well. Again, $2.99 gets you in the door per month. But then after that, there's upgrades for all the bells and whistles. With that being said, we've got unranked or low three stars, guys we haven't really talked about before who have made uh, made their presence known for us. And we're going to go into those. Let's just get right to it because I know we have a lot of names to discuss. And I do need to pull up this other screen. I will eventually, I think, have to edit this one a little bit. That's fine. I got two weeks. Okay. So bringing up the QBs, we're calling them sleeper QBs. Um, you know, basically little ranked, unranked, low three stars, however you want to call it. And we're going to go name by name. We're actually going to try to touch every single one of these. Starting with Matt, Arrington Maiden. I haven't heard of this guy. I'm going to roll his little 20-second clip. Give us the lowdown on why you've got him in here for your sleeper QB. Uh, yeah, I think he was actually on the G5 show maybe, but we haven't talked a lot about him. Uh, quarterback out of Texas, uh, 6'3", 205 pounds, big body, big arm. And uh, pretty mobile on top of it, too. Uh, his completion percentage went up from 57% as a junior to 67% this year. Something you definitely want to see uh, him getting a little bit more refined there. Going to Memphis, which is you know a pretty CFF-friendly spot, not a ton of them on the depth chart. So uh, he could make an impact there. All right. 
Good stuff. Yeah, Memphis is a fun place uh, for offense. It has been for quite a while. David, Jared Hollins is a guy on your list. I see we have Arrington Maiden twice. Uh, Jared Hollins, what's what's interesting about this guy? Um, he's got a really good arm, I thought. Uh, I think he hits like 49 miles per hour, which is definitely solid. Um, and a nice frame, too. Like He's like 6'4", 190. Should fill out, get even stronger. Um, he's a good improviser. Uh, we'll see how. I know your boy Gio Lopez is at South Alabama, so mm-hmm. it'll it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, but I don't know. I, I just I like his game in general. It's all the statistical markers I like to see too. Yeah, and um, Gio Lopez did get some run as a true freshman. Like to see that as well. So hopefully he enters year two. You know, maybe as the presumed starter. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, going to me, Noah Lugo, a kid who's actually been on my radar for a minute and he is going to BYU. Uh, I think when I first looked at him, he didn't have that many great offers and now he's going to wind up at BYU, which we know is kind of a, you know, high end G5, a lot of years, not this year, but he kind of looks a lot like your classic BYU QB, right? I mean, he's mobile enough, but I wouldn't say he's like astonishingly mobile. He's got a good enough arm, um, but kind of just seems to make like a gamer. Uh, and then a lot of his throws, I didn't see a lot of high difficulty throws on his tape. I mean, they are kind of like that last one. A lot of times kind of straight down the field to a guy who's in single coverage or whatever. Um, but seems like an interesting guy when you're digging all the way down, you know, outside the top 50, top 100 QBs. You're not always going to get a, a, a perfect product, but I think Noah Lugo shows some promise and uh, and is an interesting guy over at BYU. All right, moving back over. Let's see. I'm going to give David a chance to talk about Brad Jackson because you guys have a few overlaps, and I gave Matt the first overlap. So Brad Jackson is your QB three with Arrington Maiden at your. I mean, this isn't in order, but you had Arrington Maiden listed as well, who we already talked about. Long story short, David, tell us about Brad Jackson. He is um, very experienced. I believe he's a, like a four-year starter, at least at least three-year starter. He's got tons and tons of reps, on, and uh, he's he's gotten progressively more efficient. But he he hits 50 miles per hour uh, ball velocity. Um, he's mobile and uh, a pretty smart player, a good improviser. Um, but like Texas State is like a, a, an awesome offense at this point so like if he can become the starter there like he's going to be a good fantasy player texas state i know and and we've got to watch out because you have to think that i think uh you know their coaching situation might change because that's what happens in g5 but right now texas state is great uh, i'll have a guy later i'm, I'm going to talk about going to texas state very fun offense right now matt shea smith your third and, and final QB out of the sleepers here. Tell us about this guy. Uh, yeah, he's another quarterback out of Texas. Uh, very big body, six foot one, two fifteen, and uh, I I really like his arm. I think he throws really pretty ball. Uh, but you know his his passing stats leave a bit to be desired. On the ground, he's a, a thousand yard rusher with twenty touchdowns, uh, just rushing, which is you know really impressive. Uh, he currently has offers from the two biggest being Houston and SMU, which I, I think would both be pretty uh, good spots for him to at least be a CFF producer. Uh, and maybe if he gets developed, he could have some you know, F-ups on top of it. But 
at the moment, you know, the passing stats are pretty not great. I believe below 60% completion percentage. So uh, I, I'm not super confident with there at the moment, but he does throw a really nice ball. I, I really like that. Okay. That sounds, that sounds great for Shea Smith. Um, so I got two guys then to finish it up. Um, Jace Stuckey, who maybe didn't download the video, which is unfortunate because he's very fun. I'm not seeing it here. Um, <clears throat> he's a dual threat guy headed to Eastern Michigan. Uh, yeah, EMU. And, you know, he's really just checks like, I mean, he could be like a super fun Mac G5 guy. Uh, 800, I think, rushing yards over the past in each of the past two seasons in high school. So you're talking about like 1,600 rushing yards over two seasons. Um, and his passing stats are kind of good enough. But he looks he looks on tape, strong enough arm. He looks athletic and mobile, certainly for the Mac purposes. And I just think it's a guy who, you know, could be just that next Mac QB that, you know, wrecks college fantasy, uh, which is obviously very fun. And kind of what you're looking for when you're looking at G5 QB for the most part. And then we've got um, Eric Handley, who just looks to me like he's got a really nice arm um, and makes some kind of what I would consider big-time throws, but really has a weird situation going on. Like offers are not coming in. He's undeclared. Um, and then Kentucky was sniffing around at some point, but like that's a big – throw there uh, on the money downfield. There's a couple cross field throws that look really good on this tape as well. Not very mobile um, per the stats, but just an interesting arm. He's ranked very low and I know Kentucky was sniffing around, but like, I don't really know what's going on with his offers. So that could be a guy that just falls off. I guess we'll have to see, uh, you know, if he ends up getting a, an actionable offer to a place that's reasonable Um no backstory there. I don't know if any of you guys have backstory on him somehow. I know you do a lot of additional research from time to time. But we can move on to sleeper running backs here, which are always fun. And again, running backs, the building blocks are speed and size. So, Matt, wow, you guys both have Cornell Hatcher. A little overlap here. Um but Matt, go ahead with Corel Hatcher. And how about, since we both have overlap on another guy, how about he takes Hatcher and I'll take Salahadeen? Okay, David, you want you ready to go? We'll go straight to Hatcher here for for David. Yeah, Hatcher is an interesting one. Um, I don't know why he's overlooked because well, I have a theory. I guess he's like a one sport guy. There's no track numbers on him. This is actually the the play where he hits 21.8 miles per hour. I, I believe. Um, uh, he's, he's 5'11", 205, you know, he works really hard in the gym. He's got like a really good clean and all that stuff. Like he's a strong, strong guy. Um, he's super, I mean, he's super productive. He, he's, he had over hundred yards against matter day. Um, he's, I think he's averaging close to 200 yards on the ground. He moves real well, has pretty good lower body, like ankle, ankle and knee flexibility. I thought, uh, he can weave, weave through traffic. Uh, you know, he's not like a great pass catch or anything, but he can catch. Um, so he just got an offer from Wyoming. I hope he takes it honestly, because Wyoming is actually a really good, has been a really good spot for running backs over the last, you know, five, five or so years. So, uh, but he, his offers are real thin. I don't, I don't really understand it. 
Yeah, I was just looking Air Force and then a bunch of like Ivy League, Cornell, I think, and, and some of that. So uh, interesting prospect, though. I thought the tape looked pretty good just in that 30-second clip there. Uh, Matt, we'll just throw it over to you. Uh, Allah here. Um, you guys both have him, Salah and Allah. And tell us what's good about him. You guys both concur, so he's got to be good. Uh, yeah, he's a bit of a mystery man still because we just don't have any stats on him at all. But, the, the, I mean, he looks very good on tape. He's very fast. Uh, I believe he's 5'11", 205, and we got him at 21.4 miles per hour. So uh, he's definitely got plenty of juice. He moves decently laterally. Uh, I mean, just a total uh, home run threat. And he, he's committed to Sam Houston State. Uh, so pretty off the radar, but they are they are G5 now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe in, I, I can't imagine they'll have a more athletic back in their room. And uh, hopefully you can go on to be a pretty uh, good CFF producer there or maybe even uh, transfer up if he, he gets good play there. Yeah, he doesn't even have a picture on 24-7. But like you said, Sam Houston, one of the better FCS schools over the last probably two decades and made the jump up to G5 this year. Um, let's see. I want to talk about, well, I'll go Joseph Dodds. He's listed number one, although probably not my favorite of the trio that I have listed. I like this junior tape better. I watched some senior stuff uh, today as a reminder, and it, it looked a little bit less, uh, I was a little less enthusiastic about it. But um, anyway, so he's just a bigger guy. You know, he's 210. He hits over 21 miles per hour. Uh, or right at 20.9. Uh, however, he has not been very efficient. Uh, okay, we're looking at under seven yards per carry. That's usually a big red flag. But as you saw there, some return skills. You know, he does have breakaway speed. When he hits a seam, he can pull away from safeties. And, you know, that makes sense with 21, about 21 mile per hour max speed. Um, I do think he runs a little upright. Um, and I, his movements, I wish he was a little more decisive. Uh, which is a little hard to understand, but you know what I mean by that, I guess. But you know, some of his movements just seem a little rounded, uh, maybe a little soft. Not that he's soft, but his movements are not like sharp with a with a good directional cut. We'll see. He's going to Baylor, so you know, a P five offer there. Um, but really, got on my list: two ten and twenty one miles per hour breakaway speed. Like that combination. Uh, all right, let's move over to Matt uh, Colton Nero. Colton Nero, have not heard this name very much, so tell us about it. Uh, so he actually has our top athleticism score running back in the class currently. He's 5'11", 228, and he can hit a verified 21.4 miles per hour, which you know, at his size is pretty pretty ridiculous. Uh, he's also participated in, I think, total four sports while he's in high school, which is something we like to see. Uh, he's actually teammates with Perry Thompson out there in uh, Foley, Alabama. And uh, he's really kind of stolen the show there, statistically, at least. He's in 10 games, 240 carries, 2,043 yards and 25 touchdowns, uh, 8.5 per yards per carry. So I, I think there's a lot to like from the physical profile. Production's great. Uh, I think he moves you know, relatively fluid for someone of his size, at least. Uh, along with the you know breakaway speed too, uh, he's lacking offers a bit at the moment. Uh, USF, that I think is the only uh, G5 or higher team to offer him in season. But I, I think for a lot of these guys we're going to talk about, the offers are going to start rolling in after early national signing day. 
I think that's when teams start taking a second look at some of these seniorizers. I think that's exactly my hypothesis as well. I do think I see an offer listed from UAB for Nero, which would be you didn't mention that, right? Like that that would be a pretty great landing spot. No, I just said USF. Yeah. So I mean, but either one of those I think would be pretty fun. And uh, all right, moving on to David Bryson Donaldson. I feel like we've talked about his name before, maybe once. Um, but yeah, take it away with with Donaldson here as a sleeper running back. Um, based on his junior stats, he, he's um, he has a 97th percentile production score uh, in the running back model. He isn't like overly athletic, honestly. Like he's 36 percentile, but um, you know he's six foot two hundred five. He'll be plenty big. Uh, he can catch passes. Uh, good contact balance. Not like super bursty or whatever, but like I think he's I think he's good enough. Um, and like. A lot of it is like landing spot. Like I'm always going to go for the systems that I like, and Fresno State is a good system as long as Tedford's there. They've had a bunch of productive dudes. Um, I don't know their room especially well. I think that the two guys that are getting the bulk of the carries this year are more upperclassmen. So, um, you know, if he can weasel his way in, you know, get some action, maybe maybe year one, and then really take off year two. Um, He's, he's got some upside for uh, CFS side. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you know, he had Boise State and Fresno State offer, so the class of the Mountain West sniffing around that, which, you know, I think for CSF, CFF, that's that's great news. Uh, all right, the next two guys I've got I like better than the first guy I talked about, so it's not necessarily in order of preference, but I really like Jamal Wiley. The biggest problem with him to me is pretty bad efficiency, especially this year with uh, sub six yards per carry, which is a huge red flag. But look right here. A hurdle keeps going, continues forward momentum. That was one of the first things I saw when I flipped on his junior tape. I think it's super impressive. He's a creative runner. I always like that when guys are doing stuff that, you know, kind of makes you say, oh, wow, that was different, like that hurdle. And there's some other things where he shows, you know, kind of power and speed, can run around can take hits, can bully through guys as well. And he certainly has breakaway speed. He's six feet, 215, hits over 21 miles per hour. So those are all good building blocks. You know, I have some questions. I haven't watched full games of him necessarily, but I have questions about a low yards per carry. That's obviously a concern. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's got juice and he's got a lot of tools to work with. And he's got a P5 offer going to Cal right now. Uh, which Jade Knott has obviously done great, great work at Cal right away. Um, and then we've got DJ Williams, a uh, guy who's going to the MAC. Ball State is where he is headed. And we saw Carson Steele go crazy at Ball State for two years before transferring to UCLA. Um, this guy's different. I mean, Carson Steele is a lot bigger. He's 5'10, 195. DJ Williams is. He hits 21 miles per hour. He's got 8.5 yards per carry. So I like that. He's. You know, one of the more efficient guys that I'm going to talk about tonight. And uh, I think he's pretty sudden. I think he's got definite long speed hitting 21 and shows right there, like fighting off a guy on the goal or on the sideline to get in the goal line. I think he shows some interesting play strength. Uh, it came into play right there, you know, fighting off a guy for the last 10 yards to get into the end zone instead of getting pushed out of bounds. You'll see, I mean, he runs away from his competition, but I don't think it's great competition uh, where he's going to high school. But I just think he's kind of shows a lot well-rounded uh, running back. 
DJ Williams um, for Ball State. I'm, I'm pretty excited about him. He could be a flyer you throw into the last little bit of the draft or waiver watch guy if you hear that he's making some news as he gets to campus. All right. Those are our running backs. And then we will go to wide receivers and, and round this thing out. Um, but I feel like receivers are the hardest here to really get hits. I feel like running backs, we've done a really nice job over the past few years. Quarterbacks are hard no matter where it is. Um, but I feel like we've hit a few. Wide receiver, when you go down to the three stars, I think become a little bit difficult. Um, personally, I go into Georgia, Florida, and Texas, and I'm mining three-star wide receivers out of those states specifically. But um, here we go. Here's our list. Um, looks like no overlap. So we'll get to talk about nine whole names here for the sleeper wide receivers. David, Jeremiah, Melvin, take it away. Yeah, this is Wake Forest. They're taking another athlete, the uh, basketball convert, and going to see what they can do with them. They've been pretty successful, um, kind of a gimmicky system. Um, but he's he's not going to be for everyone for sure. You know, he's like the 6'5 receiver, but he does, he can really drop his weight. Um, I don't know if we'll get to see his route running, but honestly, his route running is not terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, he's got a dog in him there. You see that? Nice block there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, crazy catch radius. Um, Wake Forest needs to like get back on track. They've been absolutely dreadful this year. Uh, they need to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. Maybe it'll be Jeremy Hicklinski or, or they could get a transfer or something. But like, um, I don't think he's like AT Perry or anything like that. But like, there's some shades of it, I guess. I think that's their thought process at least. A.T. Perry got a touchdown in the NFL this week, I'm pretty sure, from Jameis Winston. So that's not terrible if he turns out there for a three-star guy. <clears throat> All right, Matt, Jay Sean Riggle. Ridge, Ridgel? Riggle? Ridgel? I don't know. I think Ridgel. Ridgel. That sounds good to me. Um, tell us about him. I don't remember if we talked about him on the G5 show, but he's someone who's been on our radar for a little bit now. Uh, super well-built running backs or wide receivers, six-foot. 200 pounds. I was going to say he he's definitely a candidate to potentially convert to running back. I mean, he's just got those massive thighs already. He's, at the moment, he's mostly uh, just functions as a yak gadget guy. I mean, he, he is deadly with the ball in his hands. Uh, he can hit well over 21 miles per hour. He's a state champion in the uh, 110 hurdles, I believe, in, in, out of Alabama. So I think the athletic profile is really good. Committed to South Alabama. Uh, you know, we definitely like that offense and uh, hopefully he can go there and be a pretty solid CFF piece at the least. Yeah, man. South Alabama has produced like, like top 10 wide receiver in each of the past, like three seasons. I mean, and they've changed names Lacey this year before that, the guy who ended up uh, getting drafted in the NFL by the Cowboys, like, his name escapes me, but like legitimate high, high, high end CFF production out of wide receiver from South Alabama. So you like to see that. My first guy is going to be uh, Dakari Anderson. He is a wide receiver, kind of smallish out of uh, the state of Georgia, which, like I said, these are the places I go to find three stars. He just shows a lot of juice. I mean, acceleration, top end speed. He's got, I believe, a 10 7, 100 meter. So you know that top end speed is there. Uh, I can't remember exactly what that equates to. We don't have a, a miles per hour, but it would be 
you know, good enough. I think over 21 probably. Uh, but yeah, 10-7, really, really good 100 meter. He's got that breakaway speed. I think he's headed to Cincinnati. So, you know, I like that. Uh, not a place with a with a tremendous depth chart. Should get a chance to use that speed early in his career. And uh, just shows a lot of acceleration. I mean, there's tons of separation on, on his tape. You know, he's always kind of a lot of green around him because he's finding open spots and uh, just seems like an interesting guy, even though he is small. But, you know, we've seen smaller guys have success in the more recent iteration of, of football with rule changes and all that. So not super worried about it, especially at the college level. All right, back to David for Terrence Smith. I do not know this name, I don't think. Yeah, I was trying to bring up some new guys that we haven't talked about. Um, Terrence Smith, he, play, he plays quarterback. He, he's got crazy speed. I mean, 22.3 miles per hour. He's definitely, in the four, he's definitely in the four threes. I mean, he's going to UConn. So, like, listen, I, I can't find guys that I love that are always going to be in, in, in spots that I love. And I just wanted to bring up someone new that is just – He's electrifying, and I don't know. Hopefully, he can catch passes. I have no idea if he can, but we'll see. Well, and I like these from the southeast. I mean, he's from South Carolina. Um, I always like, you know, when, no matter where their destination, I like if, honestly, they're from the southeast. It's usually where a lot of these three stars come from that are kind of get overlooked because it's there's such high talent in the region that the three stars can fall through. But, yeah, he looks he looks blazing. Uh, all right, Matt, Jawan Boyd. Another name for the people. Yeah, another Alabama wide receiver out of Alabama here. And uh, I think he's a, a, just a big-time dog. Uh, 900 receiving yards this season, 14 touchdowns, uh, another 300 rushing yards on the ground and four rushing touchdowns. Uh, to me, he's honestly a lot like Mazzeo Bennett going to South Carolina, who we all love. Uh, he, he's a lot along those lines because he just – uh, you know, very fiery player. He blocks. He blocks really, really hard. He's like very, very hard to bring down. Uh, you know, when he's running the ball. Uh, so he, I think he just has a really well-rounded skill set. Going to Troy, I mean, there can't be a a lot in his way to get on the field at the very least. Uh, so I, I'm hoping he can make an impact there. You know, at some point at least. And uh, a four-sport guy too, I believe, which we always love to see. Uh, although his pure athletic rate is you know, maybe a bit lacking. Uh, I, I think I got him close to 21 miles per hour, though. I, I should have wrote that down. Yeah, dog. He's got yeah, that dog in him. He does not like to go down. No. All right. Um, my next guy is Jeremy Bell Jr. Um, and this is just, you know, a fun player who's got a lot of basketball highlights. Um, you know, that's something that we look for. He's very springy on the hardwood. Uh, some alley-oop dunks where he's really throwing it down even in traffic. Um, and so, you know, like to see that he's headed to Indiana, I believe. So should have a nice move there, you know, splitting two defenders. Um, but you know, he should have a, a chance to be used as a weapon. I mean, I, I envision him at least early in his career, maybe, uh, just getting the ball in his hands, letting him use that athletic ability. Uh, I think he's raw as a receiver, but you know, when we're digging this far down, Obviously, the threshold for acceptable <laughs> route running and things like that kind of goes down, and, and you're picking some fun guys. I think he could be fun going to a team that needs playmakers, uh, honestly. So uh, then let's see. 
David, Jameer Thomas is your third receiver to look at here. He is from Nowheresville, I think New York or something like that. Um, going to Syracuse. Yeah, like you said, you're not going to find many good route runners, so you might as well just go after some fun guys that are that are dynamic and, and can make plays. He's got some speed. Look at him. Look at those high knees there. Um, but yeah, he, he. I mean, he does all. He does special teams. He, he gets tons of carries. He gets, um, you know, a good amount of receptions, and and a lot of it's yak. Going to Syracuse is like kind of a gimmicky system. Get get him some low ADAT stuff. Let him let him cook. Let him cook after the catch. Um, that's basically what I'm looking at, and then hopefully he can develop into, um, you know, a well-rounded receiver. Uh, but he's got quickness, really good high-level mover in general. So he's very deep, very interesting. I like it. I, I I actually like those clips quite a bit. Jameer Thomas, okay, going to Syracuse, and then Matt Derek Sally. Uh, tell us about this guy. I this is actually a guy I saw that actually uh, I don't think he's on any of the services, or he's not ranked by any of the services. Uh, he was kind of a nobody before this season, and now he has uh, just this year 108 receptions, 2,027 yards, and 20 touchdowns out of South Carolina. Uh, he can hit 21 miles per hour as a ball carrier, but uh, we, we found some uh, catapult data where he's uh, well over 22 while he's in route. So he has the athletic ability. He has the production. He's got a few G5 offers, uh, particularly Western Kentucky, which I would just love for him uh, to end up there. So I think he's pretty well rounded. He's go up and get the ball. Uh, another guy not really refined at all, but uh, I think he's pretty good after the catch too. Yeah. What are you, what are you gonna do um, <clears throat> about the refined? Uh, after, after you go here, I have one tight end that I want to squeeze in real quick at the end. Okay. All right. I got two or uh, one player, and then I'm, I got a correction. I did find Jay Stuckey's. So if you're staying to the end here, you will get to see Jay Stuckey, the QB, after I go with Jordan Martin here as my third sleeper receiver. He's headed to Texas State. We've talked a little bit about Texas State tonight. Very fun offense. But, you know, when we talk about refinement, I actually think that was one of the things I wrote down. I mean, he's very fast, 10, 600 meters, I believe, per huddle, which you don't always see that on huddle. But they had him at 10, 6. And uh, going to a very fun offense. When you watch his tape, like he's just always alone. Uh, obviously not on a return here, but showing some return capabilities. You love to see that fighting through traffic to get to open spaces. And then, you know, just completely pulling away 10 yards away from the guy by the time he gets to the end zone uh, and a lot of separation. Additionally, I would say as far as the guys we've been talking about, he has shown it's not on that tape, but like some in some curls some kind of you know breaking routes where he has to hit the brakes turn around catch a ball so in terms of refinement we're talking about route running i think he's got more of that than some of these other guys um and so he's a pretty interesting prospect he's small that's probably why he's low rated you know i think 165 would be generous so he's kind of a small wide receiver but and the, that's my third sleeper receiver now, I want to play Jay Stuckey. This was a dual-threat guy going to Eastern Michigan. I think David likes him, too, in the chat. He was kind of giving him a shout-out. Let's just watch him real quick and, uh, you know, wouldn't want to not show this guy because he's very fun. His high school colors are the same as Eastern Michigan pretty much, so he's going to feel comfortable. But you can see here, I mean, that's a pretty good throw on an out route. Uh, putting it where his receiver can get it. That's another one there on an out route. So, I mean, showing kind of a big arm. 
Didn't see a whole lot there from his running ability, but like I said, I mean, pretty sure. David, am I right? 800 yards the last two seasons in each of the last two seasons, I think. I don't know if you remember off the top of your head. Um, I don't know if he ran that much last year. I know definitely, yeah, he's over 800 this season. And, like, his passing efficiency is, like, really good this year. I think his QBR is, like, 145. So, like, he, he definitely – and he's like really light on his feet. And I thought, yeah, I thought his arm was good considering he's kind of a, a little bit of a scrawnier guy. Like if he can fill out and strengthen it even more. Yeah. I don't know much about Eastern Michigan and I don't think they have a good quarterback, right? Austin Smith, he's not good, right? No, so they've been bad this year. So I think they're probably hoping yeah. that something comes along. All right, Matt. Tight end sleeper for all the degenerates out there, and then we'll get out. And I actually have a clip for him too, if you want to pull up Travel Frederick. Okay, he's a Let's go. tight end committed to Tulane, and uh, he actually committed to Tulane back in March of last year, and then proceeded to get five uh, SEC offers, including Alabama. But he is still committed to Tulane, and I think the services are kind of missing that part of it. I, he's very, very fluid for his size. Probably not a guy that's going to test off the walls, but uh, I think he just moves very, very well. He's a decent blocker too. Six foot three, two thirty-five. And uh, he especially did really good this offseason, the 77 and 1v1 uh, circuits. Uh, I mean, he's really just cooking guys out there, getting open, creating separation versus uh, just straight-up corners, which I think is impressive for a player his size. So uh, definitely someone to look at uh, to be a potential CFF tight end producer. Okay, that's a great, a great name. I think it's a great one to finish on, Travel Frederick. So those are your current – latest installment of our three-star guys kind of we called it an unranked show um but you know we'll have more as the offseason goes along but yeah that's nine more names or no gosh nine times almost 27 names for you guys um out there who are looking to add at the end of your drafts or have waiver wire you know priority you know watch list type guys when we get into draft season so thank you for joining us this has been the official we'll see you next time Thank <laughs> you.